0: you will, to the book of Romans, we looked at the calendar and said, we just got to jam everything in this weekend, <laughs> or or time flies by us. And so that's why we had our friends giving last night, and child dedication, and baptism, and... Uh, Man, what a time of worship we had a few minutes ago. And uh, I want to preach quick and short. And if you'll receive it quick and short, we'll be quick and short. So just grab a hold of this quick and we won't have to belabor the point. And then we'll go and begin to baptize. At the close of this message, I'll dismiss anybody that wants to be baptized and you can meet uh, Dwayne and Carol, raise your hands. They'll be in the back, and they'll take you. We have a T-shirt for you. There'll be towels, and then we'll meet out there uh, shortly following uh, our, our service. And uh, But I want to preach. Really, it's, it's, it goes along, obviously, with baptism, but it'll be a grander scope out of the book of Romans. And, and what I want my title to be, if you will, is simply this. <clears throat> I'm alive. I am not dead. And obviously I'm not talking physically because I am standing before you and that should be a pretty obvious point that I'm not dead today, but I'm alive. But I believe that there are people who are living dead lives that the Bible says, uses a, a Greek or a Hebrew word that says quicken, he's wanting to quicken you. He is wanting to make alive who you are. And if you ever grab a hold of this, it will transform the way you operate day to day because you will no longer look at yourself like you used to. In Sunday school today, I had you repeat after me, and I'm going to ask you to repeat it again. Everybody say this I am strong and I am beautiful. Each person in this house has beauty because of what God has done in your life. You are a beautiful creature. The Bible calls you the apple of his eye. You are chosen. You are royal. You are what God has designed you to be. You are not broken down. You are not belabored. You are not worthless. You have been made worthy by the blood of the cross. You have been made worthy by the sacrifice of Almighty God. You have made, been made a uh, 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 co-heir with the Lord. I don't know what that does for you, but I get a little bit my my, my spine straightens up a little bit more. My my head comes up a little bit. Devil, you can mess with me and try to tell me all kinds of things, but I stopped listening to you long time ago. I'm listening to the one who loved me, gave himself for me, declares who I am. I'm not who I say I am. I am who he says I am, and he declares me to be righteous. He declares me to be justified. He declares me to be pure. He declares me to be holy. He declares me to be in right standing. He declares me to be his child. And if there's anything I ever learned as a youth pastor is don't cross a mama's kid. Because to almost every mother and father, their kids are angels. Except for maybe Katie. I don't know. That just kind of came out a little while ago. (laughs) You you, you see... we would sit in meetings, and, and, and it didn't matter what proof we had that this child was acting up, it was always somebody else's fault because that's the way mom and dad thought. Can I just tell you that's the kind of dad we've got? He'll stand up for us. Now, here's what I know is the good parents would stand up for them in public, and when they got home... Taking care of business took on a whole nother meaning. Who are you today? I'm alive, I am not dead. Romans chapter 5. I'm gonna I could read most of Romans today, but I won't. But Romans chapter 5, I want to start in verse number 18. Because of what Jesus did, the Bible says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, everybody say Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, everybody say Jesus, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Everybody say, thank you, Adam. Such good followers. For by one man's disobedience, many were made Sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Now, I need to pause there for just a second because you hear that preached all the time. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. But do you understand what makes sin abound? in this scripture it's the law the law is what reveals sin to be more and so the reason why grace abounds isn't because God gives us more and more and more. It's because grace or Jesus, the manifestation of grace, if you will, has fulfilled the law, which tells me this. If you are in league with Jesus, you have fulfilled the law. And if the law has been fulfilled, there can't be any sin. Now, I, I know I'm stepping out on some thin ice for some of you in, in all of the history of you listening to all kinds of preaching and all kinds of teaching, but I've got to share a revelation with you today. And if you'll grab a hold of this, it's going to transform your life. And for those of you that are getting ready to be baptized, your life is never going to be the same again after about 45 minutes from now when God brings you up out of the water. Something is going to be absolutely Different. Verse twenty-one, that as sin hath reigned unto death, everybody says rain can't or sin can't reign beyond death. In other words, if you have died in Jesus Christ, their sin cannot follow you. Well, pastor, I've died out to Christ, I've fallen, and I've still made mistakes, and I've still fallen short. You have not sinned. You have made mistakes. You have disappointed, disappointed your daddy. You have disobeyed your daddy. He's not going back to Calvary for you again. He's already been there. And if you're in relationship with him, sin died at Calvary. And when sin died at Calvary, it means it's a whole different relationship. So when I mess up now, when I make my mistakes, when I don't listen to him, it's like my boy's not listening to me. I don't write them off. I don't cast them out. I don't crush my relationship. I correct them. I discipline them. And we move on. My friends, some of you are so tied up and tangled up because you think you're filled with sin. When all I want to tell somebody is you're not filled with sin that died when you went to Calvary with him. And what you now doing with him is a relationship he has not cast you out he has not condemned you he has not turned his back on you he might be chastening you or correcting you but sin only reigns until death even so might grace reign through righteousness Unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. I shared with you a couple weeks ago. Eternal life stops when I die. Or eternal life starts when I die. But I am already dead. I'll tell you when I died. It was June 10th, nineteen eighty at an altar at Camp Galilee on Grey Cloud Island in Cottage Grove, Minnesota. I was down on the right hand side of the platform right about here. My face was in in the carpet and I was bawling my brains out with God and I had made up my mind that I was not leaving that altar until he changed me. I died to myself that day. I went to Calvary. I repented of my sins I said God I'm sorry for my sins even as a 10 year old boy I understand that I had missed the mark but God my desire is not to follow after who I am but my desire is to follow after who you are in that moment of time there was a death experience and can I tell you at that point sin stopped reigning in my life. Does that mean I was perfect? No, but I was already forgiven. Oh, I know some of you have a hard time grasping this because it's not something you've ever heard or taught before. And some of you have a hard time grasping this because your earthly parents weren't any good and some of them are even abusive. But can I just tell you that God is an Abba God. He is a sweet daddy that loves you and cares for you. Am I saying that you are once saved, always saved? That's not what I am saying today, but here's what I am saying. is it The only way that you can lose out with your relationship with God is if you end it. Because there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. He died for you. He paid the ultimate sacrifice for you so that you could be loved by him. Now, Romans, as well as the rest of the Bible, was not written in chapter and verse. When Paul wrote to the Romans, he didn't say, okay, well that's chapter 5, verse 20, now I'm going to start chapter 6. He wrote a letter and they went later and put in chapter and verse so our, so we can reference it. So he goes on to say, we often stop from chapter to chapter, but chapter 6 verse 1 says this, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? In other words, do we just try to stay in sin so grace can? No, because what we have to understand is sin comes because of the law. The law is what says what's right and what's wrong. God forbid. Uh, How shall then we who are dead to sin live any longer therein? He is not asking questions based on your actions. He's asking questions based on who you are. Romans 6, verse 1 and verse 2, he's not asking that saying, should we continually do the action of sin? Should we just keep acting like sin? Because that way uh, grace abounds. What he's saying is, are you going to continue to be a sinner even though you've already died? Or are you going to live... I declare today that I am alive. I am not dead. God's breath is breathing through me. He is moving me. He is molding me. He is shaping me. I have stepped into a dimension of understanding that says I am his chosen vessel. I am his pure and holy and righteous creation. Know ye not that's, this is, that phrase there, know ye not, is Pastor Brassfield's way of saying, do you get it? Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, we're getting ready to do that in a few minutes. We're going to baptize somebody into Jesus Christ. How many here have been baptized into Jesus? Ha <laughs> ha, isn't that awesome? Listen, this is for you then. You were baptized into his death. When you went into the waters of baptism, you were entering the cross. And from the cross, you were entering a tomb. Listen, my friend. Verse number four, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. When you are baptized, you are being laid symbolically, if you will, and spiritually, in reality, we are going to lay you in the tomb of Jesus Christ because you are being baptized with him. Into death, the Bible says. Listen, this isn't my theology, this is what the scripture says. Blame the apostle Paul, and if you blame the apostle Paul, blame the Holy Ghost which inspired him. This is straight from the throne of glory. Know you not that as many of you as have been baptized into Jesus Christ have been baptized into his death? We're laying some of you in a tomb today, it's not your tomb. It's not my tomb. We are going to lay you into the tomb of Jesus. But what do you know about the tomb of Jesus? Uh Early Sunday morning, the stone was rolled away. And Jesus stepped out of the tomb and is alive forevermore. You can't stay in the tomb of Jesus. It's not designed as a final resting place. It's designed as a transition from death into life. Oh, my word. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, also you should walk in newness of life. We're getting ready to have some resurrections around here today. Ha, we're going to bury some dead people and when they come up out of the water, the stone has already been moved, it's a temporary tomb, and they're going to come up, a brand new creature in Christ, that which was old is going to be washed away, and that which is new, ha, can I tell you something, my friend, oh my Lord, the power of God is all over this place right now. I, I've got to tell you what that means. Before Jesus died and was buried, he got hungry. Before Jesus was buried, he got hurt. He was wounded. He was rejected. He was tormented. Ha! Huh? He, was, he, he was around people that didn't like him all that much. He, was, he, he felt it. He got tired. He grew weary. Huh. But after he walked out of that tomb, the Bible says that he met with some people, he walked along the road, he walked through walls, he went places where that he couldn't go while he was on the, on the earth as a man he couldn't get into, as a man he was kept out of, but after he was raised from the dead, however that body was reconciled, he walked through walls. Let me just tell you something, my friend, not physically, but spiritually, those that have been born of the water and of the spirit, you've been put down in the watery graves of baptism to be raised again out of the tomb, and you walk in newness of life, you now have the authority within you that like as Christ, so also you should. You will be able to go places in the Spirit that you never dreamed of going. You're going to see things you've never seen before, experience things you've never experienced before. Oh. Listen, this is what it's all about. For if you have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection now let me tell you something and blow your theological bubbles or uh, uh, that's not talking about the last resurrection that's not talking about when the trump of God sounds and the dead in Christ rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's his ascension. His resurrection was something different. His resur- we see the picture of his resurrection from the first day of the Sunday of the week to the 50 days later when he ascended or the 40 days later when he ascended. Oh my, we shall be in that likeness knowing this, knowing this. In other words, get this. (laughs) Somebody grab a hold of this today and let it sink as deep as it can. Your old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed. Mm. Some of you aren't getting this. i got to figure out how to say this the right way. Everybody that raised your hands that were baptized, raise them again. Let me just tell you, keep them up. Keep them up. Here's I've got to tell you this, and you've got to grab a hold of this. Your old man has been destroyed, obliterated, cast away. Cast into the sea that he doesn't, east and west doesn't mean, he doesn't remember it anymore. You are totally clean and washed and righteous. Stop letting your past hang over your head because it's already been destroyed. It's been obliterated. It's not who you are. For you are washed, you are cleansed, you are made righteous, you are justified in the Spirit, sanctified in the... Spirit. You are His vessel! And His vessels are always holy. His vessels are always righteous. His vessels are always pure. That's who you are. Don't let anybody else tell you anything different. (laughs) Oh, oh. Is fun that henceforth we should not serve sin for he that is dead is free from sin I need to stop there He that is dead. If you have been to Calvary and you have been buried in the tomb of the Lord through the waters of baptism, you have been baptized into Christ, it means you are dead. And then you have been raised to a new creature. But that old man is dead. It's gone. It's no longer. And the thing is, those that are dead dead are free from sin. And sin is the great separator between God and man. Listen, you are free. Are you going to make mistakes? Are you going to trip over yourself and fall flat on your face? Absolutely. But it's not attached to you as sin. It's attached to you as growth. Hey, listen, when you started walking as a child, you didn't walk real good. You ran into things. You fell over. You tipped over. You landed on your rear. You did all kinds of things when you were learning to walk. And did mom and dad come along and say, that's not very good. No, mom and dad saw that one step as as wobbly as it was. And they were like, where's the video camera? We got to get this. We can't miss this. God's the same way. You messed up. You're wobbling. You're messing up. You're falling over. You're landing on your rear. You're landing on your face. You're running into walls. You're running into furniture. It's okay. You're growing up. You're not condemned. The reason why in the book of Romans, in the 8th chapter, Paul can say there is therefore now no condemnation to them who walk after the spirit but not after the flesh is because there is no sin. Oh, I hope somebody's getting this. I, I, hope you're, I hope somehow it's wrapping around your heart today because some of us beat ourselves up over and over and over thinking we are continuing to commit sin. If you have been born again of the water and the Spirit, baptized in his name, resurrected at the same time as you come up out of the watery graves of baptism, the Bible says you walk in new life as a new creature. But here's the thing. Maybe this will close it out. If not, I'll have to pick it up on another Sunday. Grab a hold of this. What happened when God breathed into Adam the breath of life? He became a living soul. And Adam and Eve upon their creation. We talked about it a little bit this morning. He, they were innocent. There wasn't any sin. There were, they were created in purity. They were created in righteousness. They were created in holiness. They were created without splot or blemish or any other thing. They were created as the, the, the instrument or the creation of God. And the Bible says that God doesn't do anything haphazardly. That's Tim Sanders' version. But because there wasn't a price that had already been paid, when Adam and Eve committed their sin, the only thing that could happen was that they were separated from God because there wasn't something in place that bridged the gap of their separation. But before the foundation of the world, the Bible says that God had created a plan. That plan was that he was going to come to earth as a baby. He was going to become a man, and he was going to die on a cross so that you and I could Go back to the way it was originally intended to be. Can I tell you, dear friend, when you come up out of the water, you are going to be totally innocent, pure, righteous, and holy. You are going to have the breath of God breathed into you, and you are going to become a living soul, a soul that will live for eternity, no longer confined by your sin, no longer defined by your past, that past is getting ready to be obliterated. Let me tell you, Satan is going to try to dig through the archives. Some of you are dealing with the, the investigator of, the, of hell who's walked through the archives trying to pull out. Listen, when he pulls out your file, I want you to know something. There's only one judge can accuse you all day long. But my question is, who are you going to listen to, him or the judge? Because when the judge looks at your file, he's going to open the inside of the the file and he's going to look and he's going to say something like this. Accuser, I don't know what you're talking about. All I see is some red-stained pages. There's only purity and holiness in this file. He has been justified and sanctified by my spirit. Jesus loves his children. See, here's here's what's happening today. For those of you that are getting ready to be baptized, for those that have already been baptized, this is what happened. You're going to step into a baptistry tank. And you're going to go and we're going to have you sit down. And we're going to declare the name of Jesus over you. And we're going to lay you down in the water and we're going to pull you back up. I know it's just Coon Rapids water. I know it's just uh, humanity that's doing it. But in the spirit, here's what's getting ready to happen. the All the junk of your past is getting ready to be put into a tomb. And in that momentary time, the power and the presence of God. That water, that Coon Rapids water, through the power of God, is going to be turning into amniotic fluid so that when you come up out of the water... You are going to be a brand new baby in Christ. You will not have any, we talked about it when we dedicated them, they are pure, they are righteous, they are holy. When you come up out of that water, the Bible says you're being born from above. God is going to birth you. You are going to be a brand new creature in Christ, a brand new creation that's pure and holy and righteous. I don't know what that does for you, but it makes me appreciative that I went through the waters of baptism because over and over and over again, God! God has washed me. God has cleansed me. God has made me perfect. God has made me alive. I'm not a dead any longer. I am a live individual because the Bible says this I am crucified with Christ. <laughs> My old man has died on the cross of Calvary with him. Nevertheless, I live. And well, that's not me who lives, but I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I invite you to stand. I need to speak first and foremost because then I'm going to release you to go and see Dwayne and Carol and get ready to be baptized. But for those of you that are going to be baptized today, I need you to hear this very clearly today. This is the last day of who you are.